This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. I'm amazed that I got that out because me and the boys were just <laughs> laughing about right before we started. I, I'm recording in the kitchen today and there was a white barn spray, I think from Bath and Body Works or something. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'll just give this a little spray to the room. And I did not move enough. So I feel the, the cloud just <laughs> fell on top of me and I could barely breathe. It smelled delicious, but too much delicious, I think. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. My <laughs> name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my very good buddy, Danny Jordan. We got Woo! Chris Sicily live from Brooklyn. And we are here. We are here for another countdown, folks. And we are so glad that you are listening. We thank you so much for uh, if this is your first time or if you've listened to us since the early days of the old Christmas countdown show. We are very, very, very thankful uh, that you're here. We have a great list today. We're doing our um, top five, five through one Disney Easter eggs. This is going to yes. be a great list. We've got a guest today. It's an awesome, uh, awesome show coming up. Danny, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, I don't know if you saw like right when the music cue was playing, I was like, I need I need something Disney because I just didn't have anything Disney in my orbit. And so I looked sure. over and I had my my lanyard full of pins hanging Your off pins, yeah. my chair, you know, because Eric and I have not been in studio together in my gosh, like a month. Yeah. And so I don't know, there's something about when you and I are together and we're in our chairs and our logos on the screen and all the like stuff, toys. Yeah. It just feels like I'm in it. And I was like, I need, I need that vibe. So I rolled over Something and got, tactile. got my little you, lanyard full of pins. Have you put our uh, Disney countdown pin on your lanyard yet? I have not. Uh, I should get on that. And that. yeah, because it would fit in really well. And our whole idea behind like, let's do pins was, Hey, people yeah. who are into Disney are really into pin trading. And if you're wondering what that's all about, uh, we do have an exclusive uh, pin drop that we did that has our show logo art on it. If you want to get your hands on one of those, all you got to do is join our Patreon, um, which uh, the link for that is in the episode notes. You can come hang out and get access to an exclusive group on Facebook. You get access to bonus episodes that nobody else gets to listen to unless you're a subscriber on Spotify and Apple. And if you're one of those people, I'll tell you what, I'm offering a one-time special today. I know I say that in podcast world because someone's going to listen to this 365 days from right. like you said, <laughs> but if you are subscribing on, if you're a paid subscriber on Apple or Spotify, send us a screenshot of your subscription on Instagram and we'll send you a pin. Yes. How about that? I like that. You know, maybe let's they include should have, everybody. Maybe they should have to say like a, a secret word or something. So yes. that we know that they listened to this episode. It is going to be supercalifragilisticexpialiawesome. I like that. And if it's spelled incorrectly, no pin for you. No points. There are three silent letters in there, just so you're aware. So <laughs> hope you have you seen, but you've seen Matilda, the musical, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where Trunchbull is like making the one person spell some made up word. And she's yeah, like, yeah. and just to warn you, there are three silent letters in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So great. Have you seen, I, I don't know what made me think about this. I guess the idea of giving stuff away. Have you seen the guy 
And we maybe, if I talked about this on this podcast, uh, just forget that I ever said it. Um, the guy <laughs> that says, uh, thank you for your journey or, uh, I love the journey, something like that. He, he's a guy on social media, uh, older guy. He okay. goes to like a super random place in the world and he just takes a picture of himself with a pretty nondescript background. And he says the first person to find me and say, I love your journey or I'm here for the journey, something like that. Um, they get a free like Rolex, like a really nice watch. Wow. And he's become so popular now that usually it only takes him about 30 minutes before somebody finds him. And cause he'll, he'll go all over the country and occasionally he'll give like a little tiny clue. That's very generic, but he'll right. point you somewhat in a direction. And then it's so great. He'll sit there and like at a little cafe on the side of a road or something. And somebody will come squealing up in their car and be like, thank you for the journey. And he's like, here's your watch. It's really good. Oh, that's great. That's I know we cool. talked about that. I can't remember if it was on Christmas or no. Disney. This is the thing about you know, hosting so many podcasts is like, sure. there's just spillover. So spillover. Yeah, anyway, yeah. you know, but the thing is, you're getting new listeners all the time. So they true. may not have listened to that episode. True, true, and, true, true, true. and now they may go follow that guy. Do we know what that person's like handle is on the great Instagram question. or TikTok? Because I'll tell you, I got some travel coming up and I'm going to keep an eye out for this guy, which we should tell our listeners right now that next week you're going to get a very special episode of Disney Countdown that you've never received ever before. And that is like. What would you call this, Chris? Would you call it deleted scenes? Is that what you, you want to call it? Yeah. I don't think people would ever believe me if I told them. But when we first started doing these together, the idea was to do like a hard 60 minutes. And so I would end up cutting a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I used to cut stuff. Uh, but I didn't want to get rid of it. So I just kind of kept it all in a folder in my computer. And I felt like eventually we might need it and might want to share it with people. And I think we're going to do it next week. That yes. time is coming because I am going on a little little trip with my family uh, out to Hawaii, uh, which I'm very, very excited about. And, I, you know, I think you, Eric, you and I talked about this off air, and I think it's important to chat about with our with our most loyal fans is that, you know, we are dads, we're husbands. Yeah. Uh, it's important, I think, for anybody to take a little time off from from time to time. So that's uh, that's what we're going to do next week. So just prepare for that. You're going to get something. It's it's. I'm sure Chris will come up with some very creative way to edit all of this together. And we're going to take a little, little week off from the normal format, but we'll be back on the 15th with uh, your normal content as you guys love it, which, um, which I'm excited about. It's going to be nice to get a, get a little break. Um, yeah. But I'm also, I'm going to Orlando as well. Did I, did I tell you that on the show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. There's a lot of new content that'll be coming to our social media pages. Um, but speaking of social media, I found the guy on social media. His name oh, is did. Kim Tim Hayden at Tim Hayden. Tim Hayden six is his handle. Um, and yeah, he gives away the watches when you come and find him. Is that H A Y D E N H A Y D E N. And all people have to say is love your journey. That's what it wow. is. Love your journey. Is that the dude with you like, he has guy. a, like a bald, bald head on head. top. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Wow. What a, what a fun thing to do. Yeah. What a fun, fun thing to do. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fun, I have to sort of tie a bow on a story that I shared on our last episode. Okay. Do you know, I, I told the story of that. My daughter got to have this very cool pixie dust magic experience yeah, at yeah. Disneyland with Peter Pan and Wendy. Well, would you believe it? The magic of the internet, the magic of social media has connected us now to Peter Pan and Wendy. 
Oh, and cool. I've been able to to have some some DMs. friends. Yeah, with 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 their friends. I've been chatting with the friends of Peter Pan and Wendy, and um, you know, via DM, and just told them how how much of an impact it had on my daughter, and and they were really really kind back to us and said just that they're going to carry these moments with them, uh, that That's experience cool. with them for the rest of their life, and. You know, so just wanted to say a huge thank you to uh, to them again for for providing a very unique, um, special special experience for for my daughter. I just it's so wild, you know, that you know back in the day, you know, you might have an experience like that, and you're like, gosh, I wish I could say thank you to that person. And how do you find them? Yeah, you know, it never happened. Yeah, and I put this video out on social media, and I it was like within 24 or 36 hours, I had like multiple people being like, they know, they've been made aware. You know, oh, and then cool. they both sent me DMs on Instagram just saying, you know, how, how impactful it was for them. So just want to say a huge thank you again to uh, to Peter and Wendy for providing that very special experience for, for my daughter, Emmy, um, at Disneyland. And speaking of Disneyland, I do have some Disney news that I would Go love to it. share with everybody today. Let's let's hit it. We interrupt our program to bring you this Disney news. Coming to you live from inside the turnstiles. I'm here on Rivers of America where things have gotten a little hot lately. Uh, spicy. Ooh, hot. Spicy hot. Uh, oh, my gosh. This this bit of Disney news is it's sad, you know, to, to talk about. Um, you know, and we live in this interesting time. I don't know if you were experiencing this, Eric, the other day when, you know, during the 1030 p.m. show of Fantasmic at Disneyland, uh, the Maleficent dragon caught on fire in, in the middle of the show while Mickey is standing there. And it's like, because everybody's filming the show, there's multiple angles. Oh my God. Every angle you could ever want. I saw an yeah. angle of somebody riding down the big drop at splash mountain. And they saw it. Yeah. And they were filming <laughs> it from the top of splash yeah, yeah. mountain. I was just like, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like every angle you could ever imagine. So, you know, because of the way these algorithms work on social media, it's like if I went to Instagram, if I went to TikTok, it's like every other post was some video or picture of the dragon, of Mickey yeah. reacting, of somebody doing a meme version of it or or, or whatever. Um, and it's it's sad, you know, like um, I'll, I'll tell you why it's sad for me personally is like I've never actually sat and watched the entire show of Fantasmic. I haven't either. And like, will we I ever get to, to see I it? Again, yeah. like that, you think I so? think they're yeah, I think they're gonna rebuild it. I don't think they're gonna just be like, ah, that that thing doesn't work anymore. They'll they'll fix it up and they'll rebuild it and it'll be awesome. And they'll have some sort of fire retardant on the rest of the body <laughs> of the thing. But did you see this happened in I want to say Disney World a couple months ago? Was it a maleficent? There was some sort of dragon character in a parade that mm. the head caught fire. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, it was it was probably you know four or five months ago, but I definitely saw that. But that was definitely in um, Disney World because it was air, near the area where uh, Hall of Presidents is. Um, but yeah, Disneyland had kind of a rough week because not only did we have the uh, the burning dragon head yeah. and body, but did you see that there was like a moment where all of their systems went down and they couldn't yes. let anyone in the park, and so that area between. California Adventure in Disneyland was like completely filled with people at right. like 1130. So I'm sure it's like hot. People are like, I paid a thousand dollars to go to this thing right. today. And you're taking away any minute you take away is precious. You know, it's just, I mean, I don't, obviously it was not done maliciously or on purpose, but these things happen, but man, Disneyland had a, 
a rough week. It rough wasn't week. done maliciously. It was done maleficently. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, that, that was wild to see all those. Again, it's just like we live in this time where it's like anything that happens that's like of any sort of significance, all of a sudden it's just everywhere and everyone's capturing it and putting it up yeah. on TikTok and Instagram. And I mean, you feel really bad for the people who were stuck in the Esplanade between the two parks because like the lines from like Disneyland to California Adventure like merged into like just yeah. one glob of human. But imagine how cool it was to be one of the people in the park <laughs> when that whole thing happened because you were riding all the rides, baby. There, there were no lines uh, to worry about. But yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with the Maleficent Dragon situation. I, you know, the guy I know who what used to be an Imagineer, I know he was one of the people who worked on that recent rebuild of the dragon. So I'm guessing he's going to get a call. Maybe I'll try to check in with him and see if he can give us some insider information in terms of how long. Because I, I think if I, I feel like I read this on the internet somewhere that the last dragon took them like a year to build. Mm. Well, so... I do wonder because this is a newer version of the dragon. I wonder if they have the old version right, in storage yeah. somewhere and can they bring it in for the time being? Yeah. Or are they um, going to shut down the whole show until they can build a new dragon? I wouldn't think so. I don't know. I'm also reading this piece of news from Orlando saying that uh, Disney world is temporarily suspending the fire effects on its fire yeah. breathing dragon. Yes. Um, I'm guessing that. while they try to figure out what in the heck, but I want to give it up for Mickey mouse. Stayed because, in. oh my gosh, there were like fire bombs like falling off of this thing. <laughs> and Mickey Mouse is just standing there like wave, story, waving his arms. And I mean, you got to imagine Mickey was a little bit, a little nervous. You're you're the only <laughs> one there. And there, and you. Is that thing you, could, is tall. It could have toppled down. My gosh. On top of him. What if one of the fire bombs landed on Mickey? Oh you know, God. that now yeah. that would have been truly oh dramatic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, but thankfully that didn't happen. So tip of the cap to the CM, the friend of Mickey, who just gave it all um, for that for that performance. That was that was that was pretty epic to watch. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, Disneyland, we're going to stay there for a little bit. Uh, There have been some announced uh, ride closures that are coming up at uh, in Fantasyland, specifically at the Disneyland Park. Uh, Starting June 5th, certain rides are going to be closed for refurbishment. Uh, Those rides are Peter Pan's Flight. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and Alice in Wonderland. I would guess that it's going to be intermittent closures. I'm guessing they're not going to close all of them at the same time. And I mean, Alice feels like that's necessary because when we were there on our last trip, we were in line and I they evacuated like the whole ride while we were there because um, somebody, I guess, dropped like one of those lounge fly bags in the middle of the oh, ride. Yeah. Yeah. And then the car behind it drove over it. And I think yeah. it got like sucked up into oh, like geez. the motor. Um, so <laughs> I was, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was at uh, Universal yesterday with my daughter because she didn't have school. So we shame, went for the shame, morning. shame. And shame. Uh, <laughs> we went on the mummy and we were talking about how it's so similar to Indiana, Indiana Jones at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, but we were going in and I, you've all heard me talking about how my hair is so ridiculously long right now. So I was wearing a beanie. And when no. we got on, on the ride, they were like, they were like, Hey, you have to take your beanie off. And I was like, it's, it's like glued to my head. It's not, you know, there's no bill that's going to catch the air. They're like, take it off. And I was like, okay. So I took it <laughs> off. And then as we, as the car like pulled around and now we're like in the ride, I was like, all right, I put it back on. And they like stopped the audio of the ride and the, 
thing over the loudspeaker was like, all hats and beanies must be removed. And I was like, oh my God, I totally got caught. (laughs) And my daughter was like, dad, you can't do that. I was going to ask what what did Sophie say to you? She was embarrassed. She was she was ashamed of me. Definitely. That's so funny. Now, what would have been really funny would have been if they didn't catch you and it flew off. Yes. And the oh, ride. Yes. And going off what we were saying, um, I guess what the worry is, is if it was to fly off and then it got in the tracks and then, you know, it could be dangerous for other people. So I should listen to to the uh, posted <laughs> requirements. I yeah, I. You know, I've been filming a lot of the rides at the parks and I'm always nervous every time I get on with my camera that they're going to be like, sir, you got to put that thing right. away. So like I have like a, a system where I sort of like, well, I cross my arm because the camera's so small. It's like sure, yeah. six inches tall yeah. uh, and I have a strap on. Like if I were to lose it, like it's not going anywhere. It'll stay on my wrist. But like I'm always very strategic once I actually get into the ride. They'll sort of like just cross my arms until I get past like the, you know, can you pull on that yellow strap the second that dude yep. is gone? That camera comes out and I'm I'm ready to roll, baby. <laughs> Off we go. But I'm sure in their mind they're like, dude, if you want to lose that four hundred dollar camera, yeah, please go right on ahead. Have we fun. would love to see that happen. Uh, but that's that's the latest and greatest, uh, you know, coming out of the world of Disney and in terms of news. I don't have any updates on uh, Ron DeSantis and Bob Iger to share with anybody this week, but maybe in a couple of weeks when we're yeah. back from vacation, there'll yeah. be some more hot news to share. But that's uh, that's my Disney news for this episode. Awesome. Um, I actually have a few memes and things, so perhaps we can uh, roll that sound cue. That banger. <laughs> memes and things. Memes and things. It's time for Eric's memes and things. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, we're we're that's here. That's an earworm. That's an earworm. That is. That'll <laughs> stick with you. Um, okay. So I've talked about this Facebook group, uh, Best Disney Art. Um, And they post a lot of different, um, very cool sort of non-sanctioned Disney art. So it's not necessarily (laughs) the like, and not that it's like inappropriate or bad. They're definitely Disney fans, but it's like stuff that isn't, isn't (laughs) approved by the company. And uh, there's a user who is, their Instagram is and Hicka Muxin and Hicka Muxin and H-I-K-A-M-U-K-S-I-N. And they did this series of <laughs> what Disney movies must have looked like when they were being filmed, but of animated things. So obviously they weren't being filmed, but I'll show the guys here. Uh, the first example is, so it's like showing like the green screen of <laughs> what, you know, it's Little Mermaid and she's in just a little pool like you would be on a movie set. All right. and it's all green screen around her. And there's like a person in a green bodysuit holding uh, the telescope sort of like scuttle. And so it's showing you what that would be. That's um, this is a good one. Ursula is uh, just using a ring light and some <laughs> uplighting in front of her desk uh, when it looks like she's like, you know, making a spell. Uh, this one's very good. Uh, you see um, Cinderella and Prince Charming. It's like, oh man, they're so cute together. But then you realize that it's just Cinderella with a ring cam and a cutout of the back of the head <laughs> of Prince Charming. <laughs> so she's sort of dancing with that. It's showing you how like all of, you know, social media can be just completely, you know, faked and and fixed to look right. however you want it. There's one with Aladdin uh, on the magic carpet, but it's actually a person in all green screen holding, <laughs> holding him <laughs> up. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of them. Uh, if you find them, they're, they're very, very funny. So I wanted to uh, highlight those. Um, have you oh. seen those people who do those videos on like TikTok where they have like the green screen person 
that they'll be like, oh, they, it's like Matrix style stuff where they like fall backwards and they're no. like just going. Woo, woo. There's this one woman on TikTok. She's a she's a dancer. I, I don't know her name. She has like blonde hair and she always wears like a bright green jumpsuit or like a bright blue jumpsuit. She does a lot of those like videos where like the camera is like shaking with her. It's like, woo, yeah, woo, yeah, yeah, like moving around and she'll do this stuff with someone in a green screen where she'll go like kick a soccer goal and the ball like goes flying all over the place, but there's someone like in a green screen outfit. Like, oh yeah. Moving it around. Yes. I have seen that. Yes, dude. And, and she, I love that she does videos where she shows how she did it. Yeah. Yeah. Side by side with what it looked like in, in the edit, maybe Before by like season five of this show, we'll have that we'll, kind of, budget. we'll do some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I was, this is not a memes and things, but it just made me think about it. Um, uh, when we were having dinner yesterday, we were playing heads up, um, you know, the app on your phone where it's, you know, have you played that heads up? Yeah. Like I see yeah. people playing it in line at the parks yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good in line game. A lot of people do it. Yeah. Um, but we were doing, uh, animals was the category <laughs> and my son, Miles was guessing and me and Sophie were giving him clues and the word was tadpole. We were trying to get him to say Ooh. tadpole okay. and we said, what is uh it's what a frog is before it's a frog and miles goes a princess <laughs> <laughs> and i was like that's so good dude oh that's, tadpole, great. that's so great um i just thought that was great um okay this next thing is gonna blow your mind this is okay. maybe the greatest post i've ever <laughs> i've ever read uh and it was actually posted by Kristen lopez the writer of frozen oh her, wow her husband bobby lopez um and she all she posted was she said bambi 2 like a, a sequel to bambi this is from the belmont news network okay there's a woman named bridget tisdale she's 43 years old of gastonia north carolina who allegedly took fawns into her home and raised the deer with the intentions of training them to attack hunters. <laughs> she was taken into custody Friday by North Carolina Game and Fish. At the time of her arrest, Tisdale was in possession of four oh, deer and many stolen gosh. broken electronics. Attention was drawn to Tisdale when they were caught rummaging through people's garbages and back porches. A what? homeowner followed one of the deer back to Tisdale's residence in an attempt to recover his property. He found himself face-to-face -face with Tisdale disassembling his clock radio from his bedroom. <laughs> Charges pending further investigation. Oh and my this is, gosh. This is the woman. And there's a picture of one of the a deer in her living room. Oh my gosh. And just I... for uh, good measure, uh, they had a picture of a clock radio. <laughs> you know, all I can think to react to this is oh dear <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh dear there's so much glorious information in that post um so we'll do a deep dive later on <laughs> bridget tisdale and oh my and the sequel to bambi yeah that'll be our spin-off that show i love that she was trying to train deer to attack hunters like that's brilliant i don't know i think she's i think she's <laughs> sorry i you couldn't even pretend I to say she was okay. Couldn't even pretend. <laughs> yes. Um, there are deer yes. in her house. There's I... clock radios apparently all over her house. <laughs> oh, my god. So here's my question. Is she, like, distracting people with the deer on their back porch, and then she goes in the front door and steals your clock radio next to your bed? Or are the deer sort of, like, biting the clock radio and carrying it back to her house? I don't know. But regardless... I think it's just an amazing story uh, and I need more. If you hadn't shown me pictures of this, I would have assumed it was all made up. 
I this really should be like a lifetime movie. That's what we need. We need to see a lifetime yeah. movie of Bridget Tisdale. Um, okay, my next thing is from Parents Magazine, uh, and we've talked about this a little bit, but I just wanted to bring it up and see uh, what it what it uh, brings up in your guys' mind. Uh, Parents Magazine did these Disney movies from your childhood now come with content warnings, and so it's talking about a lot of the older Disney movies and that we wouldn't necessarily show to our kids anymore, or they're problematic or whatever. Um, their list, uh, they have the worst thing, like the most inappropriate movie as Dumbo number one, Peter Pan number two, Beauty and the Beast three, Fantasia four, Aristocats five, Snow White six, Jungle Book seven, Little Mermaid eight, Bambi nine, and Toy Story three ten. But I, I agree that Dumbo is Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think that's pretty easy, easily put it at number one. Peter yeah. Pan, obviously you have the Native American storyline that is yeah. and the song that is terribly problematic. Yeah. Um I'm not sure what's Beauty and the Beast. What are people I could it be Oh, uh... the Stockholm syndrome that like they think that Belle only fell in love with the beast because she had Stockholm syndrome, which is where like uh, a prisoner falls in love with their captor because mm. they don't have any other stimuli around them. Um, Did you? And then, have you seen those tweets where people like sort of react to Disney movies? I saw one that was talking about Beauty and the Beast specifically, and they're like, "Tale as old as time." When have you ever heard of a young lady falling in love with a with, with a, a hairy monster, beast like, of a man? Is that? Is, was I just not told like a lot of these old <laughs> tales that existed way back in the day? Um, oh my God. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, all right. I got one more. This, this one is going to blow your mind. This is so cool. Um, I just found this yesterday. Uh, it's off a Reddit feed, I think. And it says um, Pooh and his friends were given as gifts by author AA Milne to his son, Christopher Robin Milne between 1920 and 1922. Pooh was purchased in London at Harrods for Christopher's first birthday. Okay. Christopher later gave them to publisher E.P. Dutton, who in turn donated them to the New York Public Library. These are the actual stuffed animals that inspired all the characters of Winnie the Pooh. The actual Whoa. teddy bear, the actual little tiger, the actual donkey, and the actual uh, kangaroo with the little baby. Oh my gosh, that that's incredible. So cool. And apparently they're in, the, uh, they're in the New York Public Library. Oh my gosh. So, um, when you're like currently on display, like you could go look at them right now. I guess maybe. Yeah. Wow. Wait, Chris is saying yes. Did you feel like this is true? I saw it before. Oh, sweet! Wow. I never seen this. I thought that was so cool. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Eric's memes and things for uh, this week. Chris, we have a task for you. Next time you're in the city, you gotta swing by there and get some some photos of that for us to put yeah. up on our social media. That's so cool. Absolutely. I'll walk over there. I'll walk over there. It's like a two-hour walk. I'll walk yeah, over there. I'll be right back. I can go for a walk to uh, Midtown. <laughs> is that that's the incredible. library that's in Bryant Park? Is that yeah. the New York Public Library? Yeah. I, I love with the lions out front from uh, Ghostbusters, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, they're from the the library. They were just used in Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters didn't leave them there after they finished production. <laughs> well, I, I understand the, the order in which I said that suggested... <laughs> That they were props specifically for Ghostbusters. Uh, wouldn't it be but great I, though if movies just left their props like wherever they filmed? Like if once they were done shooting Batman, they just like left the Batmobile in Chicago, downtown Chicago. Oh my gosh. Yes. A hundred percent. 
I, I would love it. Actually, I know uh, the theater and the town over from where we're at. I think a Disney Channel show or movie shot there recently and they like redid, like put in all new lights inside the theater, redid their marquee. And when they wrapped, they're like, so do you want us to just take all of this back? And they're like, uh, no. No, leave it, please. Well, you can, we can leave. We love this, all this new, you know, tech equipment here. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes it does work out. Um, or in the case of Rocky, where Sylvester Stallone wanted that statue to stay yeah. there, the city of Philadelphia didn't want it. They like moved it because it used to be at the top of the stairs. Now it's it's at the stairs, but it's like down near street like, level. It's like hidden in the dark underneath a yeah. tree or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not prominently featured. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of featuring people, this feels like a good time to get to your conversation that you had with, yes. with our new friend, uh, Kelly, who is known as Kelly's Kingdom on social media. Her full name is Kelly Kobayashi. Um, she's incredible i'm so glad we're connected uh to her and i'm so excited to listen to the conversation that you had with her the other day yeah let's roll it man here we go hi everybody so we are very 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 excited to have a premier disney influencer with us here on the disney countdown show everybody give it up for kelly kobayashi hi guys kelly how are you how's it going how's your day going so far um, it's great. After this, I'm actually going to Disney to film some more content. So Perfect. I mean, what could you expect? <laughs> Perfect. Now you told me right before we went on that you were at a Jonas Brothers concert last night. Yes. True? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, that? So that was Tell us insane. about it. It was the Ace Hotel. And so the crazy stories about how we got these tickets, my friend's like, oh my gosh, they're having a secret concert. Literally found out about this a week from today. So it was a very Whoa. private concert. They're promoting their new album, which comes out in two weeks. Cool. And then I signed up and I literally got an email in the middle of work. I was like, oh my gosh, my work's like, what, what, what happened? I was like, oh, I like, I got randomly selected. And one of my friends is like, what the heck, Kelly, I'm trying to get those two. I'm like, I'm sorry. And like all my friends like struck out, like, except for me, it was crazy. We're eating wow. dinner and they walked through the hotel. We're like, oh, we're like, oh my gosh, like they're right in front of us. <laughs> and yeah, there was only like a thousand people there. They played half of their songs from the new album. So it's kind of like one of those, like those private tours where they're really trying to promote their new album. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. Their shirt. Nice. The Jonas Waffle Brothers. House. There yeah. they are. I love I saw, them. I saw a great clip on uh, TikTok or something the other day of, it looked like they were playing maybe like Hollywood Bowl or something, like a huge concert. And they were walking through the audience and uh, Kevin, that's one of them's Kevin, yeah, right? Kevin, Ke yeah. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin like kissed his wife as they Aww. were like walking past. And then Nick kissed his wife who was standing Aww. right next to Kevin's <laughs> wife. And then Joe, his wife was not there. So he like went to kiss like a random person. It was very funny. And they was oh like, my God. <laughs> but it was, it was very funny. Um, awesome. I love that. All right. So what we want to know is all about you. Who are you? Where are you from? How did you come to be a Disney influencer? Give us uh, the sort of version of your, your personal history and how you uh, came to be. Yeah. So I've always grown up in Orange County. So I've always been like pretty close to the theme parks. Yeah. And my parents, uh, we had passes when I was really young, but they got rid of them when I started grade school. Cause like, you know, it's serious as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I like begged my parents. I'm like, if I get like good grades, like G a good GPA, like can you get me a pass? And these passes at the time were like 600 for like the really good passes. So yeah. like much cheaper back then. And then yes. I got it. And then my parents were like, okay, you're about to start college. You should get rid of your pass. I'm like, okay. And then um, I got good grades because I like proved my parents. It's like, hey, like I can focus in college. Like the first year is super important. 
yeah. it's like you either stay at the college or you, you know you leave after I find a new college and um I saved up some money and I got a pass and then uh got a pass again and then COVID hit and then got a pass when it first came out spent like six hours trying to get that yeah um but yeah I started posting like it's crazy because I posted a random TikTok in like 2019 and I was like I was so, this was false information but I was very confident it was true so right. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout has six songs six different drop sequences yes. right yeah I got I went like two weeks in a row and I got the same song same drop sequence and I'm like oh my gosh this one like if you go with this one like you'll get this one and right. then it just blew up I and mean, obviously blew up because everyone's like that's false I'm like oh okay well you know <laughs> And then like a week later, I went to a cast member. I'm like, can you tell us what actually is true? She's like, oh, she's like, everything's randomized, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. I gained like 2,000 followers on TikTok, which back then you could gain a lot from one video. Now it's very yeah. hard, very, very hard to grow. Um, yeah. Just because there's so many people now. And I think I hopped on at a great moment because like people at the time, if you hopped on TikTok, everyone's like, ew, TikTok, that's gross. That's crazy. Right. It's like. It's like people would make fun of you. I mean, luckily that sure. didn't happen because I'm at a college where people are very nice. Um, yes. And um, yeah, I started posting non-Disney content because I I don't know, I've always had like kind of like a funny outgoing personality where I've always wanted to make videos because like, I don't know, I like making other people smile because it makes me smile. So I've always right. wanted to try and create content. I just didn't know what it was. And because I had those Disney followers, I created random content and it didn't do well. So I was right. like, okay, if this isn't doing well, let me try to do a random Disney videos in the middle of quarantine. And I, I'm like, it's this one video and I'm like running out of the house with like a mask. And I'm like, I'm ready for Disney kind of just like POV when Disney is back open. And it got like yeah. 90,000 views. And I'm like, oh, so I'm a Disney account now. Okay. <laughs> so then I kept posting, it blew up, hit like 10K in quarantine. Um, Fast forward now, I have, I just said 110K, which is slow growth, but That's I'd rather amazing. have a slow growth with loyal followers than fast growth and people don't interact or engage that much because that happens with some accounts it's like you'll get crazy numbers right. but you're not a specific niche and your numbers are very inconsistent yeah so yeah, yeah. and then I started Instagram in 2021 and just hit 30k this week which is really wild That's amazing so now I'm that trying to so be great. like Gen Z in the Disney creator world because I realize there's not a lot of Gen Z out there so yeah, I'm like the baby of the friend group, but <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. That is so cool. And your content, I got to say, is so great. One of my favorite uh, videos <laughs> that you made was uh, you made it kind of recently about like side eye, about like different oh. characters giving you yeah. <laughs> giving you side eye. I thought that was so funny and it was great. You sort of found all these different spots where either, you know, cast members were giving you side eye or, you know, characters that were on the yeah. rides were giving you side eye. It was very, very funny. So definitely Thank check you. that one out. Yeah, that's definitely a very Gen Z trend right now. Yes. <laughs> like it, it's side eye has been a thing for a while. It's just someone made like an audio. So like it's very so popular. It so use, I just yeah. made it into a thing and it I did well. That. I'm very happy because I spend a lot of time on my videos right now. I just spent like I just posted a video about like raiding some like the Nemo submarine ride, and yeah. I spent like, four or five hours editing that yesterday. So yeah, that's the storytelling awesome. ones. I put a lot of time into it. So I can tell, and I think that you know that's why your following is growing, and and as you said, you have engaged uh, people that are you know interacting with your stuff. Tell me this. You said that you had passes as an early age. Like what's your first memories of Disney or when do you feel like you really like fell in love with Disney? I mean, I have a sad memory. Sure. That, okay. I don't know why I vividly remember this and it's literally on, I don't know, the camcorder recorder. Yeah. 
home video recorder. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know the name for it, but it's like. Yeah, like like uh, what would you call that, Chris? Just camcorder. A, a camcorder. Yeah, Is camcorder. Is it a camcorder? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel so young for saying that. Like I didn't know what it's called. <laughs> um, so my sister and my dad went on Autopia, and I was too small at the time. Like I'm like little, like two three years old, and I remember. I'm like crying in my mom's arms and she's like feeding me goldfish and I'm like, and it's literally on home video. So that was the first, I think like actual memory I have. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It just like, I liked it as a kid and then just, I don't know. It just before, like I had like would have passes back. Like the one thing I want to do every year was just go to Disney. And I'd always ask my dad when I was young, like, like, when are we going back to Disney? When are we going back? And like, I think the coolest thing was when, Disney, I don't know if they would ever do this again, but back in 2008, if you brought like a proof that it was your birthday, they would give you a free ticket. Oh, wow. I have it. I have a bunch of my tickets saved and it's from like 2008 and I have like a box and it's like, it's in there. So yeah, I, I don't That's... know why when I was young, I'd pin things on like with the push pin, just put it on my wall and I still have it. So That's awesome. Tell me this when, um, because it's funny, Danny and I, uh, when we do these countdown shows, we talk about all the Disney stuff. We talk about the parks. We talk about the music from the films. We talk about the films themselves, the TV shows, all that stuff. Is there a particular sort of like lane of the Disney empire that you sort of feel like most in tune with or is your favorite or that you're most excited by? Oh my gosh, this is hard. I mean, I think what's different about like, my friends and I like our content is that we're not very stuck to one Disney thing. Like one of my friends, she's, she's so, so, so successful. And she does pins. Like she's taking off right now. She's pin content, which I think is really cool. If you're really, because everyone loves right. pins. It's just, I'm like, I don't really like, yeah. I literally ask my friends all the time. I'm like, what am I in the Disney community? Cause it's like some people, they have like their names. Like one of my friends named Sarah, she has her swish. Like they're called swishes. Cause she always goes to the wishing well and does like a little memo for them and has them make a wish. So her community called the swish community. I'm like, right. what's my community called? I'm like, I just have this crazy amount of energy. So like, I don't know. I mean, like we're basically <laughs> like we're Disney content, but I mean, we're at the park so much. So it's more like the theme park content like a lot of it is like yeah. oh like you know you trip on the trolley tracks oh I want to be reincarnated into a Disney duck it's like little things like that that like only the Disney community would understand and it's like when it's like very very right. very niche where it just takes off and everyone's like whoa this is such a niche thing like I love it so I don't know it's just like I mean like I have like my favorite like my movie and stuff and like my favorite rides and stuff but I don't know just like I love I love just everything Disney it's hard to just go down yeah. like one lane and, and like my content is mainly just the theme park content I'd say my follow-up to that is a what is a disney duck i have an uh, an idea of what it is but you, oh you don't know what a disney duck is i'm assuming it's the ducks that when you go on the uh storybook um ride the, the ones that yeah like, they're just they're just roaming yes. around living okay, their yes. best <laughs> life living rent free at disneyland eating all the popcorn shows they want I in love the world that. <laughs> that's so great now you said uh you have your favorite movie and your favorite character so let's let's just dive into it what is your oh what's your gosh. favorite I, disney movie of all time I love Rapunzel. Like oh, I love Tangled. Like one. I love it's because like when I first saw the movie, I was just amazed by the floating lanterns and I've always wanted to see them, but like it's in the middle of California. And I'm like, do I want to go into the middle <laughs> of nowhere? I don't know if I want to. Um, I gotta say, I love Rapunzel as well. 
Uh, my daughter is 12 now, almost 13. And so Tangled came out like right when she was like three years old. And so it was like, Aww. she was like, she had a Rapunzel birthday and she loved to put on her, you know, Rapunzel dress. And she always wanted to find her at the parks. And I also love, so I love the princess at the parks that it, that is Rapunzel because isn't she yeah. like, doesn't even have shoes on. And she's, I like how she always has that sort of like, her foot is like, she's like, Hey, how you doing? She's like more spunky than, you know, Cinderella or Snow White who are very, yeah. you know, demure. I don't know if I've ever noticed if she like doesn't wear shoes. I don't, I don't know. I think she does. I think she wears like little like purple slides yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. But she is like spinning around yeah. just like her personality is amazing. And like, they, it's what's also amazing too, is that um, in a fantasy fair area, I've seen it. It's a great show they have a lot of like i've seen it too it's great i guess they have some easter eggs and you have you yeah, seen the tangle yeah, show it's great yeah they have some little easter eggs in there they talk about the backside of the water and i'm like uh, <laughs> it's literally so funny it's hilarious it's actually great for all ages it's like yeah you know i feel like they definitely target it towards kids but they make it so fun for the adults and i'm like this is great this is amazing yeah so i don't disney's character like disneyland like my disney world friends they say they love Disneyland specifically for the characters because they're just roaming around doing their own thing like I've held hands with like Princess Anna before she's like grab my hand I'm like uh, okay I'm like <laughs> and we're just walking around I'm like uh. yeah my daughter had that experience with Winnie the Pooh once when she was little she like oh. Winnie the, and that was her favorite character like Winnie the Pooh came out to go towards uh you know a sort of signing area but my daughter was there yeah. and I think she maybe had a Winnie the Pooh t-shirt on or something and Winnie the Pooh like grabbed her hand oh. and then they walked for like five minutes and you know they were definitely pointing at stuff and it was great like my daughter just thought it was the coolest thing in the oh, world. Oh it, it is the coolest and it's it's crazy too because like even as an adult it really kind of just like brings us back to when we were a kid because like that's the one thing that like kind of sucks about being in the Disney community is everyone's like, oh, Disney adults. I'm like, that's the same thing if you were to have a collection of cars yes, or something. Absolutely. You're just putting a label on us. Absolutely. I, you know, like, I'm a big, just, yeah. I'm a big sports fan, right? So I have yeah. tons of sports stuff, but nobody makes me out to be a crazy person because I have a bunch of sports stuff yeah. and like jerseys of yeah. my favorite teams. No, it's just a thing. I'm totally with you. I think that the the whole like idea of Disney adults being a negative term is just people with sour grapes. Like if, oh, yeah. if there's nothing bad about Disney, it's only positivity and joy and laughter. Literally, and so like, yeah. if people want to put that into their lives, I never understand why other people would poo poo that it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, great. Uh, now my next question is going to be because you do do a lot of um, content at the parks and I'm not going to make you pick a favorite ride of the whole place, but give me your favorite <laughs> ride at California Adventure and then your favorite ride at Disneyland proper. California Adventure. I have two. Sure. You can do two. One of them comes seasonally for like a month. Sure. I love Soarin' Over California. Yes. I'm sorry for you people out there like the world, but nothing's going to be California. When you smell those strawberries and they like, thing, oh, it's yeah. the best. I think you you can't be Rated or Springs Racers. Oh, it's a good one. You just, you can't beat it. You're literally in Cars Land. Like, it's crazy because like it was, this is, I'll, I'll share this. This is such a cool moment that happened. So a bunch of my Disney World friends, uh, man, was this like last year, I think like September, they visited and some of them have never been to Disneyland in their life. Sure. And one of my friends, he 
had like his Lightning McQueen backpack and I was like, hold up, hold on guys. I've been here a million times. Let me be Chris Jenner for a second and record you guys like seeing cars land for the first so, time. Yeah. yeah. So they walk in and like, he's like, oh my gosh, running everywhere. He's like, oh my gosh, throwing his backpack. He's like freaking out. And I got the whole moment and I was like, hey, do you mind if I make like a little video of you guys like just freaking out about this? He's like, oh yeah, post it. And Disney Parks reached out to me on Instagram. They're like, hey, can we like use this video? Like, we love this. I was like, uh, yes, please use it. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. Like, I just, it's just a happy moment because like he's never been and he, Lightning McQueen is his favorite character. Yeah. And he, it's just his little child, inner child, like came out, you know, and it's awesome. Yeah. It, I've, I've always said that Cars Land, while Cars is like that particular film is not my favorite film, I like it and everything. Yeah. The the way that the Imagineers did Cars Land, I think, is one of the best. Maybe even better so than Star Wars Land. Uh, you know, Galaxy's Edge. Well, Galaxy's Edge is awesome. I think. Yeah. It is a when you walk down that main street of Cars Land, it it really feels like you have stepped into the movie because of the perspective, oh, yeah. and they make the mountains in the back like look like they're super mm -hmm. far away, even though they're not. It's just they do such a great job with that. I, oh, I love yeah. that. Imagineers are different levels. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. All right. So what's your favorite uh, ride or attraction at Disneyland proper? So if, oh, if my audience is listening, they know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say two things, but one is greater than the other. I literally have like friends at this attraction because I go <laughs> so often. I've met, well, one of my best friends works there and she introduced me to all our coworkers, so now they all like let me on and at the front of the line it's yeah. really amazing that's part of the magic but I love Space Mountain yes. there's just I don't know you just walk through the queue and it's just the music and then just the soundtrack during the ride it's just you know they feel the speed and everything yeah. it's just I don't know it's just it's nostalgic and just the outside of Space Mountain is amazing like I have so much Space Mountain stuff like in my room I have a t-shirt I might get like a little building kit soon that they have yeah. and I'm like oh my gosh I'm like I kind of need it just I don't know Space Mountain's like my baby I love it and then I'd say like very 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 close second is Astro Blasters a lot of people don't say that I like that one. I say it because I'm like kind of a gaming nerd like sure. I was gaming like all during quarantine because there was nothing else to do like five hours a day and I used to be able to be like how can I keep getting a bad score on Astro Blasters like what's the trick and then figured it out and I've been number one the entire park a lot Whoa. and I've, my my high score is like two million ninety nine thousand it's Jeez. very very high and I've maxed out on both guns before in the car it's <laughs> it's a very like competitive Wait, when you say thing. maxed out are you using both you're literally holding both guns and you're like no so you you max out on one gun. Oh, so, okay this is very very technical and I really hope my audience is listening to this because this is like I don't really share this publicly. Sure. It's just like, you just, you know, you just want to know, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to make a video soon and posting the hacks and stuff, but this is like very, very technical that like only like the regulars know. And there are regulars that go to the ride. Yeah. Like there's one cast member that like recognized me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I love this ride. I'm like, it's so cool. I'm meeting you here. And, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got a question. Do, do you know if the regulars are here? She's like, yeah, they're here. I'm like, Dang it. <laughs> I already got like 1.4 million. I didn't even make the leaderboard because the regulars are the whole wow. leaderboard. And I'm like, oh. But anyways, what I was going to say is for the maxing out part. So oh, there's something in my eye. Sorry. No worries. Oh. So um, you, so you, 
so like Disney World, you it, once you go on a million, like nine nine nine, you can't really check your score after right. Disneyland. You can't. But with Disneyland, my friend Isaiah, he's the one who taught me everything. Shout out to him; he's awesome. Um, you can't go past two point five million. Mm. If you go past two point five million, um, on like one of your guns, uh, you'll go back to zero. So you had to like count in your head once you get past them, and you had to kind of like yeah keep track. So then once you max out, you're like, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to go over. You switch to the other guns. Yes. And if you're, stop- it really happens if you're stopped in a good place. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I can still get a million without stopping. It's very hard, but it is possible. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, I think I went too high. And then I switched over and I got like 1.4 million and like 1.1. I was like, that's a combined score of 2.5. That's pretty like, good. So, I have a question about yeah. Space Mountain. Do you ever get worried that your hand, if you put your hands up, that they're going to like hit a bar? I, I have a constant, no, I'm five foot. That's, okay. So you're a little bit smaller. I am I'm constantly, short. I'm not a, an <laughs> abnormally large person. I'm a pretty regular size man, but I, because of the dark, I'm all, I, I, I raise my hands like this, like only above my shoulders because <laughs> I'm like so nervous by putting my arms all the way up that in the dark, there's just going to be a big bar that just takes off my arms, Yeah, but I know I should, yeah. but I, yeah, I usually don't lift my hands up on that ride. It's just because this sounds super cliche and very nerdy. It's just, I know the whole track now. My two things I do at the park to have, to just make me happy is space and buzz. If I can yeah. go on those two for the day, I'm good. I love so that. So I'm kind of just like, woo, <laughs> like just like feeling it, but. I love that. Yeah, I, I have heard that like some of the bars can be pretty low. I would say definitely do not put your hands up on Goofy's Sky School. Why? Um, Only because a lot of people don't know this and I hope Disney, I don't know if they even, they might know, but I hope they like fix it or something. But when you're going up Goofy Sky School, like, you know, the, the hill to just get you yeah, up there. Yeah. Very, very close on the left side of you. There's just a metal plate and you can literally touch it. Oh, geez. It's scary close. <laughs> that seems unsafe. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's Disney, you got to handle Disney, that. But I hope they, <laughs> I hope they fix it because it's kind of scary. So you're a Disney influencer and you have sort of a unique perspective on the brand of Disney and how it, you know, rests in popular culture. So what would you say, in your opinion, why do you think that Disney sort of resonates so strongly with people all around the world? Is it, you know, is it the characters? Is it the way that it makes us feel? Is it, what do you, what do you think it is that makes Disney just so, such a huge part of popular culture uh, everywhere around the world? I think it, I mean, if we're talking like parks wise first, it really just starts with the cast members because without them, there's nothing that happens yeah. at the parks. Like you know, they get up every morning and they're going to a job, you know, they just, they love, it's like, they want to like, you know, make others happy and stuff. Yeah. So for park wise, it starts with them. And it's just amazing because like, you know, the characters, they, 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 sometimes they just know if someone's having like a bad day they'll do like little things or like you know sometimes they know if someone needs a hug yeah. like one of my friends posted and she's like mickey knew i needed that hug it's, it's just little things like that and when it comes to like the movies and stuff it's like i feel like every parent like i don't know about every single parent but like most parents they you know there's how much kid-friendly stuff is out there if we really think about right. it it's really only nickelodeon and disney maybe yeah. And so, you know, you kind of just choose. I mean, you, you probably raise them up on both. It's like, like learning Disney, but it's like those Disney movies. It's like, you want to show them what you watched as a kid. Yeah. So and the generation continues. And so I feel like it starts with that. And then the growing love for Disney, it's like, oh, like you get a pass. Maybe you try out like 
one of the cheaper paths and say, oh, like, I'll see how it is. And then, I don't know, you kind of just fall back into it, kind of just brings out your inner child. I love that. You know, this, I'm, I'm assuming that most people who are listening to this podcast already know this, but if you haven't caught on, we're referring to people that work at the park as cast members and not employees. Yes. And no. the reason for that is because everyone is involved in telling the story. Like even, you know, oh, yeah. you may be a janitor sweeping up the, the main street, but you're still considered a cast member because you are helping to yeah. tell the story. And I just always thought that was such a great sort of business idea that, you know, Disney has had to make sure that everybody really has a stake in what they're doing and not feeling like, oh, I'm just a cog in a big machine. Um, yeah. Tell me this. Do you have anything, uh, any sort of, because you're there all the time and you know a lot of cast members, is there anything that's coming up that's like newly going to be released or refurbished or anything that you're like really looking forward to in the coming months or years that, uh, that you can tell us about? Yeah, I definitely think Princess and the Frog is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, Splash Mountain has its past, but you know, you just got to bring out the new things when Princess and the Frog is amazing because there's a lot of like inclusivity in there yeah. and just, you know, like representation of just yeah. you know, black princess. And that's just Absolutely. incredible. Um, So it's just bringing that in is just amazing. And just, they want stuff that the audience is going to really like and Princess and the Frog is huge and it tells a great story. So like stuff like that. And I think another thing that I don't really know the facts of this, some of my Avengers campus friends might know, but Disney was supposed to have a ride um, at the Quinjet, but it got canceled. It was supposed to be like in a, I don't know if it's like a right. VR ride, but I don't know. I've heard rumors it could be like a roller coaster, Ooh. like not like cosmic. I don't, I don't even know what to think at this point. I've just been hearing rumors. So there's going to be yeah. something there. Maybe 2025, 2026. It could be way later. We never know what's going to happen with yeah. delays and stuff. I know there's going to be something there because they were planning on opening something, but then sure, COVID yeah. happened. So, you know, you were talking about uh, Princess and the Frog and the refurbishment of um, Splash Mountain. And it made me think of, I don't know if you've ever seen this quote. Um, there's an actor named Freddie Prince Jr. who was huge in the 90s. Um, now he's, mm -hmm. he, I don't know, he still acts, but he's like a huge Star Wars nerd, like humongous. And he has this great, he was talking on podcasts and he was talking about, how when people were all upset about the newest Star Wars movies with Ray, like the last three big ones. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, you're just upset because they made a movie and it wasn't for you. It was for kids that were like 10, 11 years old, just like Star Wars was yeah. made for you when you were 10, 11 years old. And so I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, while some of us who grew up going to Splash Mountain and love it, think about how cool it's going to be for the kids that are nine, 10 years old right now. They're like, I rode princess in the frog yeah. the first day it was open. And like, that will be an amazing experience yeah. for them. So like, why, why should we oh, shortchange yeah. them just so that we can hold on to, you know, whatever we, we think something used to be. Yeah. I only like it because I just want it as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I just had memories on it. That's the only reason I like it, but I'm not, I'm not upset. Like yeah, some yeah. other people are just like, Oh my gosh, it's going away. My life's <laughs> over. It's like, Come on, like, all right. Well, we're almost to at the end of our time here, but I did want to get your opinion because this episode is all about uh, Easter eggs. So we're doing Danny and I are currently counting down our top 10 uh, Easter eggs from the Disney movies and parks and everything. Um, do you have any Easter eggs that you can sort of drop in our ears here that will uh, that we'll be super excited to hear? Yes, I do. Uh, speaking of Princess and the Frog, 
we have the beginning of Princess and the Frog. They're like the like you go into New Orleans and like someone's shaking out a blanket and it's the oh yeah, I have it. seen that. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. one. And then the second one I have, I think this is my personal favorite because I just I love them. In Frozen 2, when like Elsa's like walking out of her palace because like, yeah. the doors are open, you can see Rapunzel with her cut oh, that's brunette awesome. hair and Flynn Rider. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it just like it, everyone freaked out when that was a thing. You're like, yeah, wait a minute. I don't know. Disney just does such a good job at like connecting everything. Easter yeah. Eggs. Danny and I've been talking about why these Easter eggs are so cool and interesting and delightful for us. And I think it is because they're taking, you know, two worlds that you wouldn't necessarily think are connected or involved. And when yeah. they just drop the little things, it's, it's just so great. It's so great. Do you have yeah. any other ones? Um, I do know some park ones. Sure. Yeah. Like some like, like Easter eggs. So I mean, this is like, this is more like hidden Mickey stuff, but like, there's just sure. hidden Mickey's like literally everywhere. Um, speaking of Space Mountain, this is uh, my favorite hidden Mickey. Uh, the middle speaker is like a Mickey. So that's like my hidden Easter egg. And then, nice. I mean, I know this is an Easter egg, but it's really cool. Cause like what makes up the stars of Space Mountain, if you go up on the hill and if you look left, there's a disco ball. Oh, cool. I don't know if that's really an that. Easter egg, but like it's in the hidden Mickey. It's a cool thing yeah. to look for. Yeah, that's I love what I'm that. Saying. Yeah, it's a hidden Mickey. Um, my other Easter eggs. Um, oh, yeah, the Goofy Movie concert. Uh, you can see a shot of Mickey. Oh, yeah, in the Powerline concert. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, the end of Little Mermaid, Prince Eric is about to marry Ursula and, and there's like guests are like, like in the wedding, right? Oh, yes. Okay. I know the one you're talking about where um, it's when Ursula is in her sort of like human form, yeah. which is like the bad, you know, the bad lady. Um, when they, I've seen this, it's a quick shot as they're like panning across all the guests. There's the Duke and the King from Cinderella yes. Yes. Are there. It, it begs the question of like, what is Danny and I were talking about this? Like, what is the timeline of where all these movies happen? Do they, does every Disney movie happen in the same, you know, 30 year yeah. sort of like timeline or, or not? But I, it makes you think that that would be the case since you see things like that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's just so incredible. Even for a split second, it's like, you'll just catch something. It's like, whoa. Yeah. That's so great. All right, Kelly, that's going to wrap up our time with you. But can you tell everybody your social media handles just so they can make sure to follow you and your uh, amazing content? Um, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube are all Kelly's Kingdom. And there's an extra M at the end because one M was already taken up. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's Kingdom. I love that. Kelly Kobayashi, thank you so much for chatting with us here on Disney Countdown Show. And I'm sure we will uh, run into you at the parks. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kelly. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. So yeah, Kelly was so awesome. It was so great to talk with her. She had a lot of cool Easter eggs to share with us, um, yeah. which is awesome. And speaking of Easter eggs, we should finish up our list. What do you say, Danny? I thought you should say, let's go. I thought you were going to say, let's go dye some eggs. 
Ooh, that'd be fun too. That would be fun. You know, Someday. when we were doing this list of top Disney Easter eggs, I was going to make my number one Disney Easter egg be an actual Disney Easter egg, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was funny, but I, I didn't, I didn't, I have good ones. I have very good ones. Um, but let's uh, hit that music, Chris, and let's get back into the list. All right, folks, just as a reminder, my 10 through 6, uh, at 10, I had Sultan stacking the toys uh, with Beast in it in Aladdin. At number 9, I had Rapunzel and Flynn Rider in Coronation Day uh, from Frozen. At number 8, I had the batteries uh, in Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story are the B&L brand from WALL-E. And at number seven, I had Monsters, Inc. We see the door uh, that is Sid's door from Toy Story. And at number six, the muses from Hercules are shaped like the uh, busts from Haunted Mansion. So um, cool. Okay, so my number five is going to be... This is a good one. Um, okay, uh, if you... And this is not from movie, a movie. This is just a sort of general Disney Easter egg. Okay. If you are in the app for disney world and disneyland i believe it's in both um and you're looking at all of the you know the map of the parks and where you can go if you zoom in really 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 close on tower of terror or guardians sorry Gar uh, guardians drop um you will see groot sort of hanging out uh <laughs> waving at the camera seemingly a uh, very tiny little baby Groot on one of the sort of balconies of the guardians building um and then i think there's also one in maybe disney world that has uh a stormtrooper riding one of the roller coasters but you have to like zoom in really really close to see him which is very fun but that's my uh number five is going to be the hidden Groot and stormtroopers and the disney maps is is the stormtrooper? Is he riding Big Thunder Mountain? Is it, I think is he that is. What it is? I think he is. Yeah. And it almost looks like he's like waving yep. at the camera yep. from yep. the the train. And, then, and the Groot one is also. It's like he's looking up at the camera and waving. It's great. Oh my gosh! I'm, I am. As you're talking, I'm going into the app right now because I was like, oh, I gotta go see this. But I'll save that for later. All right. So recapping my ten through six at number ten, I had the popcorn turners, specifically the Rocketeer in Tomorrowland. Uh, as well as some of the seasonal ones they bring out, like Oogie Boogie and uh, Santa Claus at Christmas time. Number nine, Entangled, the uh, princess sort of like icons that are painted or just even items that are in Rapunzel's tower, nodding to other Disney princesses. Number eight, I have the uh, ticket taker. Uh, who is at the Main Street Movie Theater and her city that she's from being Marceline, which is Walt Disney's boyhood home. Uh, number seven, A113 being hidden in basically every Pixar movie, which is a nod um, to a classroom that many, many of the early days uh, Pixar students uh, went to uh, for college. It was at CalArts. Is that, is that yep. right? Am I remember Cal that correctly? Fullerton. Yep. Uh, and then number six, uh, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy being hidden uh, in one of the opening scenes in Little Mermaid where King Triton, I think I said in the episode he was flying and I was like, you know, fly in the water. He was yeah. sort of gliding, swimming Soaring in, yeah, over over the audience uh, in for the, the big presentation that his daughters are about to put on. You can see Mickey, Donald, and Goofy in there. Um, and at number five, this is one that I keep meaning to go look at. I still haven't seen it in person, but I've seen it on social media a couple of times. And the first time I saw it, I was like, no way. That is just so smart. Um, and that's specifically uh, at uh, Cars Land inside Disney California Adventure um, over by the Cozy Cone Motel inside the lobby. Oh, yeah. There are orange cones inside 
the motel and then under one of the cones is rex from toy story and then the other one is buzz from toy story who's peeking out from underneath which is a is a nod to toy story 2 when they are trying to figure out how to cross the road to get over to al's uh toy barn uh from from al's high-rise apartment i just think that's so smart that one it was a pixar movie that two they've got this area within this new land that's all about orange cones and that's such a such a funny moment and and create a moment in that film where these toys figure out how they're going to get across the road and that they thought to to tie that in uh to cars land i thought is is really really cool so i am actually going to the parks tomorrow so it is my plan to go over there and finally see it in person capture some video and and obviously I'll put it up on our, our socials. So that's going to be my number five is uh, Buzz and, and Rex hiding under the cones in the Cozy Cone Lobby. I love that one. I have not seen it in person, but I've seen pictures of it. And I love that they have it. It's really the scale of it is perfect. Like yes. the cones are exactly the size that Buzz Lightyear would be and Rex would be. Right. It's really good. Great, great little uh, Easter egg there. Um, all right. My number four is going to be an Easter egg with also a sort of fan theory. Ooh. tied into it interestingly okay so in uh encanto there's the character of bruno which we don't talk about but bruno <laughs> sees the future right that sort of was his whole problem is that he could see what was going to happen in the future and and it caused problems for him and his whole family now if you're looking at bruno there's a scene where we're in the walls which is where bruno's kind of living right and you can see right. he has a little bed and he's made a tiny home in the walls of the of the villa now on one of his shelves you can see a boot with a plant coming out of it and it is the same boot with a plant coming out of it that's in wally now the theory, the theory is that bruno sees the future and knows that the earth is eventually going to become you know terribly overrun with garbage and toxins and that humans are going to have to leave but somebody needs to plant that boot. So the idea is that maybe Bruno keeps replanting like um, trees or, you know, some sort of plant in this boot so that it will be there when eventually Wally has to find it and discover it and show that earth is okay to bring humans back to. Whoa. Awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh my gosh, my mind is sort of blown right now. Yeah. I mean, it's that. cool just to see the boot and you're like, oh yeah, it's definitely from Wally. But then what the sort of fan theory of that Bruno is like trying to save the world essentially in the future is is very cool. I think Bruno is super heroic. And oh yeah, absolutely. Clearly misunderstood. And that's what you know part of the journey is uh within Encanto, you know, for yeah. Abuela is you know, it's like she she likes Isabella and Luisa because like it's so clearly defined, you know, yeah. what they do and how that benefits her in, in a lot yeah. of respects. Right. Um, but then she learns, you know, it's, it's such a great story. I, I absolutely yeah. love Encanto. The more I watch it, I just keep falling in love with it over and over it's again. You know, sometimes you see a movie you're like, I like that movie. And then you watch it again, you're like, no, I don't necessarily like it as much now. Yeah. Yeah. That's one like Moana. The more I watch it, the more I great movie fall in love with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number four, I debated not including this one because I already gave a nod to this specific character earlier in my countdown, but I like it. And I like that Disney did this. Great. So we're going to stay in uh, Disney California Adventure for this one. And that is going to be 
uh, when you are on the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, in the queue for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, mission breakout, when you get to the room that has like the staircases that takes you either you know up to the second floor, or you stay on the first floor to board. Um, you know, the collector, that's the whole sort of story behind is that like you're in his office, his building, and he's got this huge collection. One of the items that he has there in his collection is the original Harold the Yeti or the most recent Harold the Yeti, yeah. which used to be inside the Matterhorn over at Disneyland. Um, I didn't notice that. I, I hadn't seen it like ever on Instagram. I'd never seen a TikTok about it. I never heard anyone in real life talk about it. And then we were there. A couple months ago, and we were going up the stairs to the second floor, and I was like, "Wait a second. I was like, "That's the Yeti from the Matterhorn." And my wife's like, "You didn't know that?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> like, I just, I just thought it was so, so cool that like you're walking through this space that is all these things that you would have seen featured in the movie or they would have talked about in the movie that's like so specific to Guardians. Yeah, but that they did that little nod to that iconic, you know, thing. I remember being a kid riding Matterhorn you know, up until I like probably became like 10 or 11. Like every time I went by that thing, I was like a little bit nervous, you know, to go flying by that thing. Cause I thought he was going right. to jump out and get me. Yeah. And I love that, that he lives on, you know, um, over there at DCA. So I'm, I'm going to give it up for Harold, the Yeti inside the queue for the guardians ride, uh, at DCA. I love it. That's a good one. Um, okay. My number three, I was just sort of changing my list here. I'm going to go with this one <laughs> because while it's super fast, Mosquito just flew in my face. Um, while it's super fast. He's like, you want to see super fast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's like a blink and you'll miss it kind of Easter egg. But okay. I want to highlight this movie because no one talks about this movie. And it is such a great movie. I love this movie so much. The movie is The Good Dinosaur. Have you seen this flick? No, I haven't seen it. It is great. It just like fell in a time where just nobody watched it. it like no one ever talks about it, but it's a great movie. It's beautifully made. Um, the animation is beautiful. The story is great. It's so good. It's basically about a dinosaur um, who's not very good at many things. And he's kind of like the run to the litter. Um, and he gets swept away in a storm and he has to find his way back home. But it's very cool. It has a very, uh, it has a feel of the old West. Okay. Um, and a lot of the music sounds like what would be in like a Ken Burns documentary about the old west or something okay. um like the t-rexes are sort of the cowboys or the cattle herders of you know of dinosaur times um right. it's great it's a really really great movie but um if you've not seen it definitely check it out but there's a moment where um he is uh arlo is the name of the dinosaur the main character he's falling into the river and as the camera kind of follows him and dips under the water as well very, very quickly, you can see the octopus from Finding Dory, which is just a great character as well from Finding Dory. But I just love that he just it's very quickly. He's like walking around on the bottom of the riverbed and you can see it if you look for it. So uh, to sort of highlight Good Dinosaur, people definitely don't sleep on this movie. It's a great, great movie, especially if you have like it's father son stuff is like, whoo, whoo, we it is real good. So that's going to be my number three. Now, I wanted to ask you about a similar movie in my mind is Brother Bear. Um, you know, I feel like it's one of those Disney movies that I, I've i never seen. I know it's a Disney movie, but for yep. some reason, I just never thought to sit down and watch it. Maybe it was the age that we were when it was released in theaters where we were yeah. sort of like aged out of like we would kind of be going. in college when that yeah. was happening. So it's we were less likely to go to a Disney movie. 
Have you seen Brother Bear? I've seen it once or twice, but I can't remember much about it. And I definitely watched it like with my kids, but I was probably like doing something at the same time. So I wasn't really paying. <laughs> I was half asleep. Um, but I, a song from brother bear came on, you know, cause Spotify will just like, when you pick a song, it'll just start suggesting songs, you know, if yeah. you set that up. And so a Phil Collins song came on from brother bear yesterday after I dropped my kids off at school. And I was like, Oh geez, I can already tell this is going to be one of those movies with Phil <laughs> Collins singing where I'm going to yeah. want to cry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to bring it up here. Cause I was like, should I go watch the movie or is it yeah. going to make me cry? Um, but if it's going to make me cry, then maybe I should just go watch it because yeah, it's good. To you feel. should watch Good Dinosaur first. It's okay. so good. And you know what I love? There's what the very, very, very beginning, like the first shot of the movie shows like a wide shot of Earth. And you see the asteroid that in theory would have killed the dinosaurs just like go right above Earth and miss it. So the idea is that like the dinosaurs were, <laughs> were never killed and now they they're still oh, living. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. All right. Well, I'm going to add it. I'm going to add it to my list. Um, and I do want to say, because, you know, you chatted about Guardians earlier and, and Groot. Um, I've got the app open now, and I just want to say I'm glad I'm not at the park today because um, the lines are crazy. Do you ever do that? Do you just ever just pull up the app because we've got the magic key and think, well, I could get there in like 45 minutes. Like the lines are only like five minutes long. Do you ever do that? Uh, I don't, but. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. I've yeah, 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 never, yeah. Never right, do right. that. I just want to see if you did it. Right. Yeah, I was just, uh, just quizzing you. Quizzing you mostly. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> moving right along uh, to my number three. Now, this one, this one I love. And I want to thank the internet for this one because I did not know about it until we started doing our research. And this one is just like, this had to have been done by a dad or a group of dads because it is like the most perfect dad joke ever. And it is inside Muppet Vision 3D in Orlando at Hollywood Studios. And hanging from the ceiling is a net. And inside that net is a bunch of jello. It is a net full of jello, which is a nod to Annette Funicello, who is a very the iconic musketeer, yeah. Disney oh actress. Gosh. I saw that That's and I was like, brilliant. that is so good. Because they didn't need to do that. No, they didn't need to. But what's so brilliant about it is not only is it like an A-grade dad joke, tip the cap, but like in the world of the Muppets, nobody would ever question a net full of boxes of Jello hanging right. from the ceiling because sure. the Muppets are just so random. Crazy, yeah. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, that I love you, whoever thought of that and did it. And forever for whoever was like the department head, it was like, okay, let me see your budgets and what you're going to be right. doing. I got yeah, 50 extra bucks. What should we do with it? They're like, why do you want to order so many boxes of jello? Well, hear me out on this. I'm going to get a big <laughs> like rope net and we're going to put jello in there. Go and they go a net full of jello. And they're like, yes, done. Whatever you need, it's happening. That's never leaving. Spare no park. expense. Spare oh no God. expense. More boxes of jello. Um, <laughs> I just, I, when I saw that, I was like, that's brilliant. We, that's need, to, really we need to give some love to, to those Imagineers who came up with that. So that's going to be my I list. didn't know that one. That's good. Well, I'm going to Orlando as we shared earlier. So I will, I'll try to get some photos of it uh, when I'm out there next month and that's awesome. post them on the socials for everybody. Love it. Um, all right. So my number two, we have two left here. I'm going to go with this one. Uh, in the movie Hercules, there is uh, a the sort of training montage that you would have in any kind of hero movie. 
Um, and we see Hercules sort of, you know, besting a bunch of different villains and monsters and stuff. And one of them is we see Hercules and I think he's maybe like posing for something or he's just, uh, just defeated this lion. But if you look at the lion, it is, <laughs> I'm showing the guys right now, it is Scar from Lion King. Yes. Without question, Scar. And if you were even doubting, maybe I'm not sure if that was Scar, he then takes off the lion that he's sort of wearing on his head and turns into a rug and it's you can see the scar across his eye is definitely <laughs> definitely scar which i just love that because you know scar was just such a jerk oh, so any, any anytime we can show him just like meeting his downfall i'm all for it so uh, my number two is going to be tarzan uh sort of tossing the the dead body <laughs> of scar uh, and making it into a throw rug now i want to know the story of how that skin got from africa Sure. into Greece and like what what was the trade and would that suggest that like the the land that is represented that world within Lion King that Mufasa and Scar and Simba lived before the Greek gods right sure yeah yeah um or it could be that because do we actually see Scar die I feel like he has one of those villain deaths where it's like the he like falls off the cliff and we assume that he died at the bottom of the valley but right. maybe he limped his way out of there and he took a long journey right up africa doot, 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 made his way over to you know the caught middle east and then yeah. caught a boat went over to greece <laughs> Hung out on the greek isles for a little yeah, while yeah. and uh you know just Maybe aged out we're yeah. <laughs> just died of natural causes i mean sure yeah, yeah. Who, who's to say um but that is fun like when you think of like the timeline you were talking about that in part one of Rapunzel being in, in yeah. Arendelle, the same um, time, yeah. it does make you wonder, like in the mind, I was thinking about this between our last episode and this one is like in the mind of the animators and the story creators for like princess movies, specifically for Disney, do they think, or is it a mandate that's just never been publicly shared that all of these stories are existing at the same time and they're just different parts of the world because the world yeah you've got france in one and you've got you know norway and in, in another and if they're all royalty then theoretically sure they would interact they might yeah, you know yeah. be trade partners or, or something to that effect yeah. right yeah i think most of the disney princesses would work with it being you know it's obviously pre-technology you know we're most of the you know we're not dealing with princesses princesses with cell phones um and yeah, I, you know, I think like Brave could be happening at the same time as Frozen and Cinderella could be happening because we're dealing with kings and queens. Yeah, I think a lot of them fall in a sort of general, where would we put that time period? Would we say that's sort of like the mm. Middle Ages-ish? Yeah. The Dark Ages? That's a good question. So what is that? Like the 1100s? Isn't that when... I, Middle you know, was? world history was a long time ago for me. And I was going to, I thought about saying a century. Um, but then I thought, what if I'm like 300 years off from where <laughs> I, I should the be? The 1100s <laughs> is when the sort of middle ages, the dark ages were. I mean, but everyone's wardrobe is very similar. Yeah. The color palette of people's skin, you know, is, is pretty similar. The tones of just the world that they exist in at that point in time is very, very similar. Yeah. So I, I wonder if that's just an unspoken thing, like publicly. I would think, yeah, I would think it's, I would think that it's, you know, we're sort of having fun with it, but I think at the, at the end of the day, 
story is king, right? In, right. in Disney. So they're going to follow wherever the story, you know, Encanto is more modern in my mind than Cinderella, even though they're in different places. Like, I just feel like the vibe of Encanto feels more like the 14 or 1500s mm. as opposed to Cinderella, which maybe feels like the 1300s. Okay. All right. No, I mean, this look, is this is all just how we, it's how all fantasy. It. It's all it's all make believe. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, or yeah, you said earlier, story is king, or in this case, story is princess. This is true. I've heard a uh, Aladdin theory before that might be interesting to talk. Yes, that the theory is that Aladdin takes place in the distant, distant future. Whoa! Because in the I think it's the Sega video game or Super NES. Uh, there's a stop sign that's like half buried by sand, Whoa. like a modern day stop yeah, sign. Yeah. And the other idea is because the uh, the genie knows all of these like modern sort of references. Sure. Yeah. That he's probably like kind of like just been like watching all those things for almost an eternity in his land. Yeah. And then when he comes out, because he knows he does like uh, Ed Sullivan, yep. Jack yeah. impersonations yeah, yeah. and all kinds yeah. of other stuff. And the, and the, the, the theory is that he, that they're all from the distant, distant future. Whoa. I like that. That's so that one. would, that would flip your whole Easter egg of the beast being a toy on its head. Where almost maybe that was a movie that existed in a yeah. previous time, a Disney movie. And it was just a toy that was left over that kids would have played with, you know, yeah. hundreds of years ago. That's pretty cool. And we speaking got flying of, carpets. Yeah. Speaking of travel, time travel, I know we're going down a rabbit hole here, but I was thinking about this the other day because of the whole Bed Bath & Beyond bankruptcy thing. Yeah. Can you imagine if you got in a time machine like in 2002 and you're like, I want to go to 2025 and see what's happening. And you got off yeah. and you're like, all right, let's go rent a movie. Let's uh, let's head to Blockbuster. Like, no, sorry, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Well, we can go get some pillows, can't we? Nope. Sorry, that would be uh, gone as well. Okay, well, Let's stock up on some toys. Let's go get some toys. Toys yeah. R Us. That's right. That's gone, gone. too. Gone. Can you imagine like how mind blown we would be yeah, as like 21 year olds if we tried to come to this period of time? It's pretty wild. There, uh, Pat Oswalt does a bit in one of his stand up specials that's kind of about this. And he's talking about if I could tell you in 1998 that I was going to give you a little piece of metal and inside of it was going to have every song that you ever even knew existed <laughs> is going to be in this little thing. And you could put it in your pocket and you can listen to that music whenever you want. Like it would just blow your mind. You'd be like, what are you talking about? Right. It's, it's crazy how quickly and exponentially fast the world is advancing and changing and i mean clear not to go down this rabbit hole but i think the ai stuff that is sort of happening Oof. right now with chat gpt and all these things it is it is this is this feels to me like one of those kind of turning points in history like when the internet was made yeah. or you know as as ai is really sort of like I, robots can figure out everything for us seems like a big uh, kind of hinge point in history Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, do you remember, did you ever go to the gym with a disc man? Um, or like go for a run with a disc man. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Oh my God. You had to get progressive to like, scan because yes. if you didn't like your song would just be skipping, skipping I, the, whole like thing, the idea yeah. of like putting, I can remember having a disc man in my pocket, my gym shorts pocket yeah. at the gym, Crazy. man. Thanks, technology, but also chat GPT. I can do without that. Um, all right. 
Moving along. Number two, this one is going to be uh, an Easter egg that there is a version of this in both parks, um, Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Park in Southern California. And it's for the same ride. And that ride is Winnie the Pooh. Um, now, Winnie the Pooh, when it uh, before it became Winnie the Pooh at Disneyland was Country Bear Jamboree before it became Winnie peace. the Pooh. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, before it became uh, Winnie the Pooh in Magic Kingdom, it was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And what the Imagineers did is they nodded to each of the previous rides that was in those buildings before Winnie the Pooh came along. So if you are ever riding uh, Winnie the Pooh at Disneyland, when you are exiting the honey room, uh, which I think is like the middle sort of like portion of the ride. It's if right after a, like the spinning Winnie the Pooh. Yes. He's like, yeah. The and he's like, he's like, like, oh, him. what a dream. Elephants and woozles. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Elephants and woozles. If you turn around and look behind your beehive that you're riding in, you will see three of the heads from the Country Bear Jamboree that were on the wall when it was the Country Bear Jamboree, which I just think is so cool. Um, And then uh, in Orlando at Magic Kingdom on there's a there's a desk. I think it's in Owl's uh, house. Um, There is a picture of Mr. Toad. Um, like a frame picture That's of Mr. Cool. Toad uh, on on the desk. And I think if I remember correctly, the Mr. Toad, like the metal figure one, still lives on at Magic Kingdom uh, over by Haunted Mansion. He's like up like sort of like hidden next to a tree between some old headstones. That's cool. Uh, which is cool as well. So, so Mr. Toad definitely lives on out there. But I just love um, the nod to that. I mean, Eric, as you know, like us as kids, like growing up, like Country Bear Jamboree was like such a part of my childhood you know going to disneyland yeah. and that that it still lives on in that same building i think is really really cool until they demolish it and uh turn it into pandora but um <laughs> anyway <laughs> we'll save those tears for for another day that's my number two i love it um all right i'm trying to debate which one i want to do number one i'm gonna it's a big do... moment i know all right i'm gonna do this it's a simple one it's a little one but it's one that i remember like seeing when i saw the movie and being like oh that's great like catching it on the first first viewing um and that's gonna be in the movie tarzan uh in the song trash in the camp which we all love um <laughs> can we listen to it can we please just yeah, listen a to little it? Bit just a little clip of it uh within sync specifically give me one second you don't have a button for trash in the camp come Chris? on <laughs> I have to unblock and sync from my phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that is awesome. It's just such a great song. Gets you happy anytime you hear it. Um, but in the movie, it's Tarzan. When that song is happening, there's a moment where uh, the monkey, but I cannot remember what her name is, but it's the one that's played by Rosie O'Donnell, um, is sort of playing like a little drum set with some spoons on some cutlery that is yes. uh, sitting out. And if you notice very quickly, 
two of the pieces of uh, China that she is using to sort of bang on are Mrs. Potts and Chip from Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> which is just awesome. It's very clearly them. It's the same sort of color scheme. Uh, they don't match any of the other colory that's on the on the uh, the table. It's just a great one. I love the, it's sort of this whole idea of why we like these Easter eggs. It just makes everything feel like it's of the same universe, which makes us, I think, in a way, feel like safer or something like mm. I, I think that there's something about the the feeling that okay if Disney is like got a big grand plan it, they don't but like it somehow it feels like a parent kind of like I got you everything's okay it's it's all all covered it's all together it's all taken care of so right. um, I think that's why we like the Easter eggs but that's going to be my number one is going to be Mrs. Potts and Chip in Tarzan during Trash in the Camp okay when you shared this a question immediately popped into my mind and yes. I want to get your take on this. So if Mrs. Potts and Chip are in the camp in Tarzan, yes. Does that mean that in an alternate universe, Belle did not fall in love with the beast and they stayed a pot? Great and question. A cup forever. Great question. Or, I mean, I guess not. I was going to say, or their sort of spirits were sucked out of the, um, the, you know, household item that they were turned into right but we we do see them in at the end of beauty and the beast like actually poof like turn into right their, them their human selves um but maybe we can suspend disbelief a little bit and assume that somehow their bodies were like taken out of those things but there still is a pot left and a candlestick and a clock and stuff like that and maybe somehow those items made their way to tarzan now, yeah. remember the whole theory we talked about that Tarzan, in theory, is Elsa's brother. Right. Right. Which is the, wild. The whole idea that the parents that died in Frozen were the parents that crashed on the island or whatever for Tarzan with right. the baby. So Tarzan was a baby and is the brother of Elsa and Anna that they did not know existed. I can't wait to see this documentary. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be so great. Um, oh, man. Or is there a world where maybe between the time that they got turned into these items beast traded them away for a while sure or they got like vacation days yeah they got yeah they just got to hop <laughs> off uh you know and go stay on an island uh somewhere have you they're like listen you've had us turned into household items you don't pay <laughs> health insurance at least give us a week vacation and and just help us get to Africa. Please. At least let a couple gorillas bang on us for a week. I mean, come on. We don't ask for much. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's hysterical. Okay. All right. We have reached almost the end here, friends. Uh, if you have not uh, hit that subscribe button on the show, please make sure you do so right now if you love what you've heard. And let's be honest. If you've made it this far, you've probably got some some feeling of enjoyment out of some part of this conversation. Uh, we just ask that you would rate the show five stars. Uh, and if you really feel so inclined, leave a review. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram and TikTok. We are at Pod Disney on Twitter. Uh, you can also join our Patreon, which is a really, really cool group of magic-loving people uh, that hang out over on Facebook and talk about all things Disney. Uh, plus, you get access to bonus episodes only made available to Patreon and then through our subscriptions on Apple and Spotify. So check that out. And the offer does stand. If you are subscribing on Apple and Spotify right now, send us a screenshot uh, through Instagram, and we'll make sure to get you your very own pin uh, sent out ASAP. But that being said, I'm so excited to get this number one. And I thought... 
I really thought you and I were going to have the same number one really? in this countdown. Yes. Um, did you know, have you been to the train station that is in New Orleans Square at Disneyland? Um, probably at some point, but it's I don't. One... Yeah, it's sort of like in the back there between like Haunted Mansion and where Club 33 is. Mm-hmm. So if you've been to that station and you've had to wait in line, you will hear that there's Morse code going in the station office that morse code when decoded specifically is walt disney's minute-long opening day speech oh that's awesome isn't that cool yeah that's very cool yeah and i thought what a fun way to wrap up this episode because i don't think we've ever played this audio on our show before to play walt disney's opening day speech from july of 1955 when disneyland opened what do you think love it let's do it to all who come to this happy place welcome disneyland is your land here age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future disneyland is dedicated to the ideals the dreams and the hard facts that have created america with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. That's so cool. How beautifully succinct and perfect. Like, yeah, gets everything. It's about the future and the past. It's about America. It's about the ideals that made America great. It's for you. You know, it's like saying this is your land. This is your park, as opposed to being like, come to my park and pay me money. This is your land. It's just, it's so brilliant. He was the best. Yeah, I was listening to that speech on my way in today because my uh my sister's partner he uh gave me they just came in from england he gave me that three disc set of like all the songs from disneyland park as as a gift because i was our first time meeting each other and i was listening to that opening speech and i was like god that is just so well said and i think yep. it, it's at the heart of i think a lot of what you and i do and what we want to put out into the world it's at the heart of this show is that we want to spread joy. We want to inspire people, not just as it pertains to Disney, but just in the way that you live your life. And um, it really hit for me this morning when I was, I was listening to it, driving, you know, driving around town. And so glad to glad to be able to share it here on the show. And um, yeah, if you haven't listened to that speech, you know, just save it on your Spotify. It's sort of fun to go back to and, uh, and listen to from from time to time. Yes, indeedy. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up here for this episode of the Disney Countdown Show. Uh, Make sure you follow us on the socials, rate and review, tell your friends about the show. Um, uh, Sign up for bonus episodes if you follow us on the Patreon and send us uh, your heads up and we'll send you a pin. All those things that we talked about today. Um, This was a good one, Danny. We're going to wrap it up here. We're going to close how we always do by saying D-I-S. See you real real soon. soon. N-E-Y. Why? Because, because we, we count, count down. down Disney Countdown Show. Bye, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Adios.